60,000. The number was lodged in my head like a pebble stuck between the soft folds of my brain. It stung. It stung a lot. I'd spent upwards of five hours trying to make it all balance out, page to page, line to line. All the variables were there, all the reports, but there were still 60,000 missing, and I couldn't pinpoint from where. Accounts pending, accounts receivable, records upon records upon records. I had poured across all of them, every single last scrap, double-checked everything with a calculator, and yet there were still 60,000 missing. There had to be some report, some bit of information I was missing. Although I suppose bit was the wrong word. 60,000 was too large for a bit. A number that large would have required a stack of papers. I knew the refrain that was running through my head. The 60,000 could well be fake. The 320,000, sure. But the 60? Just something drafted up to make things look worse. If I really wanted to know, I could go outside and check. But then again, I, I didn't want to. I didn't like the smell. And so the 60,000 was just sitting there. It's mystery. What was the opposite of unraveled? Raveled? Yes, so the 60,000 sat there, its mystery being raveled. I, I thought about bringing it to the police, but then what would they care? They were out there, with the stench. I was deluding myself to think that my human eyes could make out the difference. 60,000 was 80,000 was a million. All of them were incomprehensible. The only thing the mind could wrap around was that same moldering stench. 60,000. The worst part was I couldn't see a way through. Maybe the numbers were wrong, and I just lost my head. Maybe the numbers were wrong, and Samantha was lying to me. What trap would I get caught in, then, if I went public? Either way, I'd lose my job, and maybe worse. And if the numbers were right, that was an entirely different problem. Problems. First, there was missing documentation. We hadn't lost documentation in 88 years. It was our pride of business, and I wasn't going to let our reputation get tarnished, especially not when that reputation put food in my belly and kept me inside. Or maybe the numbers were right, and the documentation was there, and I just missed it. After all, there were a few cabinets down in basement B that I hadn't checked yet. Last I remember, they were all filled with files from the 30s, but they were still files I hadn't checked. I'd get to them this night after I'd run through our usual paperwork. It would have been 40 million, that much was clear. And the only reason I wasn't among their number was the money I got from running the records. I wasn't foolish enough to ignore that. So it was overtime again, and again, and again. But even after the thousands upon thousands of files, I finally had time to investigate. I hated this place. I'd always hated this place. It was the smell, always. When it wasn't the stench of morbidly seizing muscles, it was the smell of bleach and other cleaning supplies. One insulted the nose, the other burnt it to a crisp. But I had to think of the smell as being the same as outside now. Because it sort of was. Better, maybe. And was I blessed to smell it? Some naive optimist would say yes, but when, then they wouldn't be the ones smelling it. Death has horrible, horrible fingerprints. Not on the deceased, thankfully. 
Almost everyone who dies of the vermin eye is far too delirious to understand what is happening. With that knowledge, that pain is lost. It is almost like the disease loses its evil. It is simply something that is, that comes, that takes. But that even as you fight it, you cannot hate it. But the mark it leaves on the living. All dead come with the same implications. Experience is lost, memories evaporated, meager inheritances and weeping at funerals. But more than anything, the stench. Used to be that the tunnels would smell like formaldehyde and all other fashions of embalming liquids. Those were terrible stenches, but ones that you could grow used to. They layered over the stench of occasional death decently enough that when you hauled off a bag or two to the morgue, you didn't think about the person inside, the life they'd led, the inevitable demise coming for you. Uh, but now... Plagues are terrible times. <laughs> uh, not just for the death they impose on their victims, but the suffering they toss on the living. Stores with empty shelves, neighbors with pain in their eyes, places shuttering down. Extra work for everyone still fit. And for me, more of this smell. More of the smell than anything. Thousands upon thousands of bodies here in the tunnels for just a few seconds, but just long enough to let their foul odor grease the air. A wonderful time for maggots, and a horrible time for bookkeepers. It was a wonder when they were taken out of the morgue, given they were rushed in with such velocity. I'd learned a long time ago to ignore my nose, but that didn't mean that the little sensory organ didn't scream. Especially in the tunnels. Thousands upon thousands of deaths. It, it was hard to imagine until you felt that smell assault your nostrils. Then it was all too easy to imagine. The stench grew worse with every step. It got so bad that I had to lift my shirt over my nose to keep myself from losing my lunch. The lights overhead beat with their usual melancholic glare. All the doors were closed, and I had the keys to none of them. Just the one at the end. The old morgue, the one we'd stopped using since right after the start of the pandemic. Lack of safety standards and all that. Was it curiosity that made me take out the key? Or was it me seeking vengeance from my nose? Either way, the key was out, it slid into the lock, and I turned the door. You know, the usual things you do to get into a place. And... Then I... Then I vomited. I had... I had found the missing 60,000. All there. Right there. The smell, the sight, the silence. You could barely see their shape, and yet... There was no getting around it. I had found the missing 60,000. All piled on top of each other, locked down here. What was here? Why were they here? What was anything? My head spun not just from the macabre order, but the sheer mystery and horror of it all. 60,000 corpses missing. And they were here. I thought to myself that it was all just the result of a series of cascading clerical errors. One receipt filed wrong in Edinburgh. Another filed with two extra bodies in Mistport. But that thought was now nothing more than a dream. The stark, bleeding nightmare of reality was staring at me right in the face. 60,000 corpses stolen out of the trains. And for what? 
Because there was a for what purpose here. There was a reason for this. Some evil scheme, some purpose. There had to be, right? Right. There had to be. I clasped my nose shut with my hand and walked forward to the closest bundle to confirm my fears. It was a small one, barely a meter and a half in height. I peeled the blanket off by the corner that hung by the head and... And the corpse's eye locked with mine. It was alive. So much fear grasped my heart, I stumbled back into the door. My hand fell off my nose, and I was forced to confront such a wave of putrid order that, combined with what seemed like the very essence of reality failing around me, I fainted. For only a second, though. Dark ribbons swarmed about my vision until my vision was no more, and then, quickly as they appeared, they fled. I got up to run away, but then I realized something. I was st It was still silent, apart from the frantic churning of my veins and the heaving of my breath. The corpse was not moving. None of them were. Had I misjudged? Yes, I, I had. Not the terror of the very existence of this corpse pile, but I had been mistaken that the, that the body's eyes had moved. It was funny, in a way. I'd been so afraid of the possibility of the dead coming back to life that a little bit of my fear of the dead had ebbed. A little bit of it. I was still looking at 60,000 corpses. It was hard to process the entire sight, still hard to not feel a string of panic churn through my heart. You know you're not supposed to be in here, right? Came an all too familiar voice. My skeleton would have jumped straight out of my skin if that was anatomically possible. Crystal, my boss. What are. what are all of these. I was gonna say something along the lines of. What are all these corpses doing here? The obvious question. But they weren't corpses. Probably. There were questions to ask, answers that I needed, but I didn't even know how to get to them. So all I could muster out of my gullet was a solemn... What in the actual hell? She sighed. We meant to keep it a secret. It's the only space with enough room for them outside of the public eye, so, well... But they're alive! Some of them, but... Vermin eye patients, they won't be alive for long, and neither will you if you keep standing there like that. I took the warning and scampered out into the hallway, my eyes still locked on the gently breathing half-corpse. I wanted... What in the actual hell? Was all that I could manage again. This was... This made no sense, and... They were dying, and... Another sigh. You know nothing of the vermin eye, don't you, Chester? I will. Well, fuck if I do. They're still alive in there. And won't be for long. How is that a difficult thing to understand? They're dying and they're being treated as corpses. And in doing so, we aid the public health. How could that possibly be? Family members do not wait on the dead. They stay away from the morgues and they catch a no disease. It's really simple math. So simple that 60,000 people disappear. Was that the amount? Wow. I had no idea it was that high. 60,000. 60,000 brought underground to suffocate and starve. 60,000. 60,000 people taken away to keep people who might be saved safe. 
I... There was no sense in arguing. What could I argue for? That people die in dignity? There was nothing left. Nothing. The Celestials were right. They always had been. The Demon Queen had appeared to punish us for our sins, and this plague was just another utterance of our recompense. But sixty thousand... We were keeping it all a secret. Sixty thousand people carried away, hidden from the records, so that nobody freaks out. Oh, people are freaking out. There's nothing I can think of that would make me go above ground again. But when the numbers are lower, people freak out less. Things can sort of function. Sort of. It's the price we pay. It's the price we pay, and nothing can be done about it. A cruel smile blossomed on her thin lips. Yes, nothing can be done. At least by us. I am so glad you understand. So... So? So what happens now? You say nothing and nothing happens. And if I say anything... 60,000 people, right? What difference is there between that and 60,001? Not very much. No, not very much indeed. She was right. What was the difference between 60,000 and 60,001? I was the difference. One. Even if that number was small, it wasn't a sacrifice I was willing to make.